Hello, you sick bastards. When I'm not eating a big old bag of dicks, I like to listen to Sick and Raw. This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, E. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? How was the weekend? Did you check out the Super Bowl? Yeah. A little yeah. bit. Actually, I was on the plane for the end, which was the super exciting part, so I only saw the beginning. Go Steelers! <laughs> you know, I couldn't even really care less about which team won because my team wasn't in the Super Bowl. Who's your team? The Lions. Detroit Lions. <laughs> the only Somebody said, you know, if the Cardinals can make it, you know, maybe there's hope for the Lions. But I'll you know like, what I was think thinking? That's complete falsehood. Do you, would you watch, if there's another bowl called the Loser Bowl, which they had the two, like, lowest-ranked teams in the NFL play each other, like, on Saturday. So Loser Bowl Saturday and then the Super Bowl Sunday. Well, that's key, though. So you could watch both. You don't have to make a decision. They're no, not, like a, simultaneous. No, the broadcast. day before, you have the Loser Bowl, and then the next day is the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, I totally watch that. I think like, a better thought experiment, though, would be if they were broadcast at the same exact time, which one would you watch? The Loser Bowl or Super Bowl? Yeah, I don't know. Or the, pu- you, or the Puppy Bowl? Which well, one would that? Yeah, that's for chicks. <laughs> the Loser Bowl would have to... You'd have to, like, hype it by, by saying, like... You know, the ref has bad eyesight, so there's going to be a lot of, like... Well, no, you have to get foul, the, fouling is not going to be... is going to be more tolerated, you know? Like, you'd have to get the worst refs in the league. Because they have the best refs in the in the Super Bowl, so you got to yeah. get the worst refs. But the, the, but the worst... Because sometimes the worst ref is the guy who just calls too much shit. Like, it doesn't... You know, every little Which thing. Which is actually what happened this, this year's yeah. Super Bowl. No, but you want the ref who's, like, old and kind of blind and also just doesn't really care. So people are, like, throwing punches and... It What's do, it called when they like mean, grab the yeah face mask? Face mask and throw some dude into the ground by but, his head. But I mean, think about the betters. It's like you know in Vegas, the the odds they're going to be betting on. So how many block punts do you think we'll get? Oh, a lot. How many quarterback sacks? Probably a lot. Yeah. It's like I mean, there'd be so many more you know things to bet on. So many different variables in the Super Bowl. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I was thinking. I that, wonder what the betting pool is like for you know this episode of Sick and Wrong. Who will win? <laughs> yeah. I guess it'd be better. Yeah, I wonder on last what the weeks. odds are in Vegas. Yeah, they probably would. Cause it's, they a pre- it's a pre-recorded right? show. They bet on, well, <laughs> no, this is when we scored last week's. The yeah, yeah. Score. So we'd score. So they'd be betting on what happened. But maybe last they week. would bet about what we score. The thing, you know, how many sick and wrong brown stars. Yeah, or yeah, or what? What do you think we're going to talk about? Is it going to involve shit? Is it going to involve suicide? Yeah, you know, I want to go to that abuse. sports book. <laughs> so, so Wackerly, um, did you get your Denny's free breakfast today? No, I have a job. <laughs> <laughs> what was up with that? I, I remember watching the Super Bowl being like, Denny's is really going to give away the free Grand Slam breakfast? Right, which is about 85 cents worth of food, really. But still, I mean, how, how many cost, millions of charge, customers? They, they charge seven bucks. But, how uh, many millions of customers got a free, free breakfast? I mean, would you, if you had today off, would you have gone? No, let's, I, let's I say, actually you don't know why because Denny's breakfast suck. Yeah. I seriously, I don't. I don't like Denny's. So first breakfast. of all, you wouldn't go because the breakfast sucks, and you could go and buy two eggs and like a piece of bacon or whatever. And it would be fine. Case, yeah, for, and you could spend like two dollars and make it your own house better. 
And second of all, you know there's going to be a line because there's a bunch of people who don't hold so that opinion. Were there lines? I mean, right? Yeah, I saw it in the newspaper. There was a line. Oh, God, I love how these people are lined up for Denny's breakfast. Well, they're all unemployed. Like, they'll wait two hours for a $7 breakfast, but they won't, like, go stand in line, you know, to apply for a job. Nice. <laughs> That's exactly what's wrong with this country. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, seriously. Amongst other things. Yeah, but that's definitely one of them. No, I thought the Super Bowl was enjoyable. I ended up going. I was kind of a little hungover from the night before, which usually is what tends to happen. Yeah. Did you see the High Life commercial? I just have to mention it. Which one was that one? I didn't see it, but I saw it on the internet. It's like two seconds long, and they just open up on a warehouse full of high life with a black guy who's like obviously the stevedore of the warehouse or something, and he just goes, high life! And then it's over. Two seconds. That was it? Yeah, I'll show it to you on the internet later. Oh my God, that's amazing. It's great. Best ad of all time. They had a couple good Bud Light ads, but that High Life ad sounds just fantastic. I would definitely have watched that. I'll show it to you later. Did you watch the uh, the 3D one? <sighs> I think, I, think I was like versus stuffing my, or something. I only saw the first half because I, I had to get on a plane during the second half, and I was stuffing my face and h- partly watching the game and not really paying attention to the. Did ads. you have one of your world famous Super Bowl parties? Uh, yes, I did actually. Oh, really? You hosted your own Super Bowl party? <laughs> well, I was the only one there, which is my <laughs> signature. It's the signature of mine. Hey, have we discussed your let's Super not. Bowl party? Let's let's leave that for. Let's next leave show. that alone. All right. Well, I, I just want to mention you did have one of the best Super Bowl parties I've ever been to. Yeah. Well, you were there. I was there. And yeah. you actually and brought a girl to it. Yeah, I brought my girl. And so uh, who's the pathetic one? But were but were there <laughs> supposed to be like ten or fifteen other people attending? A lot of people dropped out of the last minute. In fact, everybody <laughs> except for you. And uh, my, I had my a lot girlfriend of food, at the time. Okay? <laughs> you had a perfect there, spread. Done. We talked about it. <laughs> Best party ever. I didn't like make a souffle or like barbecue a fucking pig. It you had just... a casserole, didn't you? No. A bean dip? Or did I There's bring the bean probably dip? A, you might have brought a... No, you would have brought a parfait. That yeah, was... jello mold. That's yeah. usually what I tend to bring. No, I, didn't, I just... There was a lot of food because I thought a lot of people were coming and then everybody canceled. Yeah, no, it was definitely. But in my mind, though, when I I I recollect all the different Super Bowl parties I've been to, that's one of the best. (laughs) It was just great because it was like, wow, we have all this food, and no one else is here. You can sit anywhere you want. Yeah. It your really your surly well. ex-girlfriend was new and not so surly yet. Yeah, I just, just started dating nice her. Everybody. I think she still gave me blowjobs at that time. No, it was it was a happy point of my life. But so anyway, the Super Bowl party I went to was actually a lot of fun this weekend. Uh, they were making pina coladas. Big Jer, oh, my nice. sister, were there. You know, like, I bought that blender, by the way. They, oh, is it the, the blender that you bought that for their wedding? That blender was my wedding gift to them. Well, dude, it was difficult for me to enjoy the uh, Super Bowl because I couldn't sit down. I got, I got my ass tattooed on Saturday. Really? Not, not my entire ass. You know, I've, I've been working on this back piece tattoo for the past, what, year and a half uh-huh. i don't know how long it's Does going it say lemmy winks goes here <laughs> yeah it's, a big, it's, it's just a big target <laughs> no it's a big back piece and so i had to do i finally have almost finished it so i had the bottom portion and so uh, this yeah. would be the portion right above your butt like that sticks up over your belt when you're wearing jeans well it's all it's like the top portion of my buttock region so that's it's, a tramp stamp well, the tra- it's the, it, it encompasses the small of my back. So, yes, I guess it does encompass the tramp stamp area, but it's not a tramp stamp per se. You, ha- you have a tattoo that's in the tramp stamp zone, but it's not a tramp stamp? It's a tramp stamp. What's, what's okay. the ruling on the field there? The, the ruling on the field. If you have a tramp stamp, a California bumper plate, a tattoo in the small of your back, 
it has to be it's limited to the small of your back if you have a tattoo on your on your entire back and it it goes it, you know and encroaches in the the tramp stamp area it's a back piece okay so so, so if a tasmanian devil's feet are like perching on your butt cheeks and then his body goes up to the back of your neck that's like it's a back piece. That's back piece. Well, so in my case, the unicorn's horn is on the top part of the shoulder, and then like his bottom hooves go into like on my buttock region. So it's you know it's the whole back. It's a whole thing. Okay. Well, some the, the what if I had the what purple if I had, stars and the purple mist in the background? What if I had a dolphin across my shoulders, and then a sea lion in the tramp stamp area? But they're not connected. What's in the there's, middle? What's in the middle? Nothing. nothing in the middle. Just that dolphin. Is the sea tra- lion is that a tramp stamp? The sea lion not, would be a tramp it's not stamp. Connected. That's how it. That's how it works. Now what? Now let's say the dolphin was urinating on the sea lion. So now there's urine that goes down. To the Dripping sea lion. down. Now it's a back piece. Now it's a back piece because it's a, you're, you're connecting your your upper back uh-huh. to your lower back. Yeah. If it's just the lower back region, okay. It's a tramp stamp, and if you're a guy, you're gay. Yeah. That's just pretty much the way it works. But I must—I I, I, don't—I gotta say, I don't like the the tramp stamp nomenclature. But you, what do you think it's demeaning? Yeah, I, I kind of like the tramp stamp. To tell you the truth, shut up. You actually like when a girl has a tramp stamp. I mean, I wouldn't want my daughter or mom to have one, <laughs> but I do think it's kind of hot. I mean, maybe I'm just low class. You know, think about it. Think about it this way. You know, I mean, I don't want to fuck you, even though you have a tramp stamp. I don't have a tramp stamp. I have a back piece. (laughs) God damn it. But think about it this way. In 50 years, the girls that you will be fucking in that convalescent home will probably all have these withered tramp stamps. Yeah. That's the other thing, though, because that's what people always say. Oh, that's going to look like hell when you're 70 years old. Like, your ass is going to look like hell. Who cares? Exactly. Your whole body's going to look like hell. Oh, your ass would be perfect, Grandma, if you didn't have that fucking tattoo. Come on. But, dude, I I must admit, I have a newfound respect for all those women that can sit through the pain of getting your fucking tramp stamp. Your tramp stamped. Dude, your your stamp tramp area. I mean, seriously... That is a very painful area to get tattooed. I mean, my, that's my, weird because I always heard that like the f- if there's a lot of fat, it doesn't hurt as much. If it's, no, if it's, I'm like, talking right about on right bone. on the bone, like right on the back oh, of your pelvis or what is that? Right, your above, the che- right above the cheek. Yeah, no, I mean my like the the bottom hoof of the unicorn extends like right under my coccyx. I oh. mean, it's like right, right, right down to the coccyx. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's it's painful, dude. It's right on the tailbone. And and while I was getting it done, it's like, you know, I'm getting tattooed. He's a friend of mine. The other tattoo artist is hanging out. And it's just like, I want to be cool. Yeah. I don't want to tear you, up. You think they could just give you a shot of Novocaine? No, they, then then you're a puss. You, you got to take it like a man. <laughs> or a woman if you're getting your tramp stamp. But, well, the shot hurts. <laughs> I'm scared of needles. <laughs> but, you know, you're sitting there getting it done. And you're like, yeah, I like Slayer a lot, too. Slayer's pretty fucking cool. And you're trying to still maintain cool uh-huh. without like freaking out because you want to cry, but it's not that bad. <laughs> I don't know. But you know, the worst part about it is now, you know, I got to wear my pants. My, you know, if, if I if I could have done this, if I can go to work, maybe in a hospital gown with my ass hanging out, right? Then it's not going to be as painful. But I mean, I, it, there's no they way that's going to that at your job. No, they don't. They make you wear pants. But there's no way that this tattoo is going to heal properly. What about so a, I have to get my tattoo done again. How about a skirt? I probably could push that. A but kilt? I think you, if I wore a skirt, I think I'd have to wear a wig. Uh, yeah. Or a, robe, a, a robe, some type of a Hare Krishna type robe. Yeah, I mean, that might work. That might work. 
So, but yeah, so anyway. But you still got to sit in your chair at work. I still have to sit in my chair and I still have to deal with my painful ass being tattooed. It's, it's just not a pleasant area to get tattooed. So people, if you're contemplating getting your ass tattooed, don't. Just don't. Seriously, you can get, you know, Lemmy Winks. Get your thigh tattooed and say Lemmy, works, Lemmy Winks <laughs> is, uh, you know, arrow here pointing up there. What about a tattoo of a butt on my butt? <laughs> yeah, that, that might work. But so wackily, the point of what I was trying to say is my ass was painful, so it was difficult for me to adequately enjoy the Super Bowl, being that I couldn't really sit down for most of it. Uh-huh. And it's like a four-hour ordeal. Oh, it goes on forever. So anyway, I was like kind of annoyed, and by the time it was over, I was like, I just want to go home. I get home, and lo and behold, what do I see on the front door of my apartment is a letter from my cunt of a landlord. <laughs> and it, this kind of dates back to last week. And I think if you recall last week, after the show was over, we went outside to have our, our regular cigarette at the end of the show. Yes. It's like the departing cigarette. The post-coital cigarette. <laughs> you can call it that. But um, we're outside having our cigarette, and there's like some kind of ghetto homeless derelict that was standing outside, remember, asking for me to let him in through the gate. Yeah. His eyes weren't even bloodshot. They were just like completely pink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. I mean, I, I actually thought he had pink eye, but I think he yeah. was just—I think he was no, just really stoned. high on crack or, or stone. crack or whatever. Yeah, but he was probably like twenty-five years old, African American fellow. Um, and yeah, he's like standing there at the gate of my the, of the building, saying, "Yo, you gonna let me in?" And it was like, you know, I asked, I was like, "No." <laughs> and then he then he said, "Well, I live here." I'm like, "Well, then you should have a key." Yeah, and then he and know, then he said he knows the the landlord. He went down the complete litany, like, oh well, no, I live with somebody who lives here. Well, then you can call them. Oh no, I know the. I mean, it ended up with, oh, I know the landlord, and he lets me live in the basement. And you're like, okay, well, why don't you call the landlord? He's like, I ain't got no phone. It's just like, okay, well, you're just shit out of luck then. <laughs> Fuck you and leave. So there was a lot of back chat. I mean, it went on. For, usually they get discouraged and just leave right away. Well, and then what? Like five minutes later, that one. Uh, uh, gay guy that lives in the building comes over and lets the dude into the basement. Yeah, and I asked him, I was like, "What are you doing? What, why are you letting you know this homeless crackhead into our basement?" And he said, "Well, they live here." And I'm, I couldn't believe it. I was shocked. I was like, "Homeless people live in the basement." Yeah. Then I find this note. With liberal guilt. Well, then I find this note on my door. It says to all tenants, "I wanted to let you know that I've been converting the old laundry boiler room space into a room for youth to sleep at night." <laughs> <laughs> this is a controlled environment. Youth only are there to sleep and must be out every morning pursuing their goals. What goals do you think that that crackhead had? Well, it's to not, get more crack? It's not crackheads, it's youth. <laughs> youth. Okay. Yeah, I, I love how youth is the uh, pseudonym here for crackhead. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, scam some change off of tourists, get more crack. Maybe uh, break into a couple cars. Yeah. Like, you know, and then come Find back over here. Find a place to shit, right? Because there's no toilet in the basement. You know, I've been wondering about that because we used to have this tiny laundry room. And now, yeah, there's no toilet in there. There's no shower. So, obviously, where do, where do they shit? Where do they shower? Uh, the corner and nowhere, respectively. <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, they do not have keys to the building except for the monitor who lets them all in a pre at a predetermined time to go to bed. So apparently there's some monitor guy that's no, in that's charge. No, that's bullshit. Because obviously when the dude was trying to get you to let him in, there was no monitor there. Dude, the other day on Saturday, I was coming home from a, a party at like three in the morning and there was one of them was outside. I was like, hey, man, can you let me in? I was like, no. No, I still, I, even I was after like, no, this I note, I, I don't care. Him in, no. Yeah. He says, I volunteered at Larkin Street Youth Shelter for 18 months and started to see the many problems 
the youth have in integrating into society. <laughs> okay, Saint Landlord. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Mother, what the fuck? Mother Teresa the Landlord. Well, then why don't you let him live in your fucking house there, Landlord? Yeah. Uh, he says, because Larkin Street is limited capacity, I decided I could offer a few more beds. Otherwise, these youth must sleep on the streets. Are there beds down there? You know, I, I went down there the it's other just day. A squat. It's completely a squat, isn't it? No, the other day I went down there to go throw out my garbage because the the garbage bins are right next to the get where the where their home where their room is the laundry room. I go down there and there's this kid just sitting there, like probably 16 years old, just completely mean mugging me, just looking <laughs> at me like, "What are you looking at?" And I just kind of look by him. A dude just, hanging out by the yeah, trash. Yeah, I was, and he's just no, he's standing in a big pile of clothes. Mm. And so I I don't know if Did he, he just look sleeps like in that the, thing from Fraggle Rock, the trash heap. <laughs> 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 what was that thing's name? No, Madam Trash Heap or some shit like no, that. No, he, he was uh, he was probably just 17 years old. He, he looked like a runaway. He didn't dispense any sage advice from the clothes pile. He looked like a malcontent, though. He had like yeah. dyed hair, a couple piercings. Yeah. Never back trust piece, them. Back piece tattoo. No, he, he, had a, suspicious. he had a My Little Pony tramp stamp. Yeah. He says, if you have any problems with this change or see anything that you don't think is proper, please call me and we can discuss it. I don't want any tenants feeling uncomfortable. Thanks, Dean. So obviously I gave Dean a call the next day. <laughs> and Dean didn't call Were me you back. Like, Dean, um, I don't know if you knew, you know this, but I'm converting the basement myself into a sweatshop to make sick and wrong <laughs> merchandise. Uh, your, your plan is conflicting with mine. I should probably do that. Yeah. But no, I called him and I was just like, you know, Dean, what's going on with this? We have like these homeless crackheads, these drug addicted youth runaways living <laughs> in the basement how do you think this is safe for us? I mean, what's going to stop them from breaking into your apartment? Well, you know, so what? you pointed out that they can. the elevator goes straight from the basement right up by the front door of the second rung studio. Yeah, I said, you know, they have the run of the building if they want. And he's like, well, they're supposed to be in bed by 8 o'clock. I'm like, and who's enforcing that? <laughs> the I mean, monitor. Seriously. The phantom monitor who doesn't exist. But it's, the most, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. So now I wonder... What would you do? Would you would you would you do something about this? Should I like uh, you know what I was thinking of doing? But before we get into what we would do, I mean, people are gonna say. I know you're gonna get people who email in or call in and say, "Don't be such a pussy." I was on the street smoking crack at one point. I really would have liked that. But our friend, friend of the show, P Town, had his place robbed because people were squatting in the squatting basement. Squatting the same thing. Went up to the roof. Climbed down the fire escape into his window and fucking stole all their shit. It happens all the time. Yeah. So that's what I'm. Well, I definitely need to get renter's insurance now. Never or just di- move, yeah. Or move, which is which is I'm also contemplating. Where where are these sick and wrong master tapes? Because we want to make yeah, sure, we, we want to make sure the master tapes. So you know what I'm thinking I need to do. And after talking to Dean, I mean, he was basically like, "Well, tough shit. It's my building. This is what's going to happen." Yeah. I mean, and I said, you know, I was like, well, it says in our lease we're supposed to have a laundry room. He goes, well, you have a laundry place right next door. So what I think I need to do to Dean is I need to swat that man. Uh, have you ever heard that term? <laughs> you know, it sounds kind of gay. It sounds kind of gay to say um, I need to swat that person. But swatting is the ultimate act of revenge. It's a new thing. The, the kids are all doing it today. Okay, well, why don't you explain it to me because I'm totally in the dark. Okay, well, you know, I'm going to tell you about a little anecdote here about Doug and uh, Stacy. They're in bed around 10 p.m. Their two-year-old daughter's asleep in a nearby room. Suddenly, they were shaken awake by the wail of police sirens and the rumble of a helicopter above their suburban Southern California home. 
Doug Bates got up to lock the doors, grabbed the knife. A beam from a flashlight hit him. <laughs> he peeked into the backyard. A swarm of police, assault rifles drawn, ordered him out of the house. He emerged, um, and with his knife in hand, his wife frantically dialed 911. They're both handcuffed, ordered to the ground while officers stormed the house. A scene of mayhem and carnagers. The scene of mayhem and carnage the officers expected was nowhere to be found. Neither the Bates nor the officers knew that they were pawns in a dangerous game being played 1,200 miles away by a teenager bent on terrifying a random family. It's called swatting. Wait, random? So there he wasn't even a... family by random. That's uh, it's, pretty shitty. They're victims of a new kind of telephone fraud that exploits a weakness in the way the 911 system handles calls from internet-based phone services. The attacks, which are called swatting because armed SWAT teams usually respond, are virtually unstoppable. And an AP press uh, investigation here found that the budget-strapped 911 centers are essentially defenseless without an overhaul of their computer systems, which they can't afford. So right now, if you call 911 from like a internet-based phone system, they can't, they can't, they can, they they can't track you. Oh, yeah. And if you proxy that, then they can't even find your IP. Yeah, I was gonna say that these articles implying that like they could upgrade their systems and this fraud wouldn't work anymore. But yeah, if you just use a proxy anonymizer or whatever you call it, IP then thing, no one would be. How the fuck no are one, they ever gonna find you? They'd never find out. They won't. As and what ended up happening is this kid did not use a proxy, and so they found him through his IP records. But although it took months, but eighteen-year-old Randall Ellis living with his parents in Washington was nearly finished with a 27-minute yarn about a drug-fueled murder that brought the Orange County Sheriff's Department SWAT team to the base's home. In the uh, 911 call, uh, which he was using an internet-based phone service to do, uh, Ellis was able to make it seem to the 911 operators if he was calling from inside the base's home. <laughs> he said he was high on drugs and he had just shot his sister, which, uh, which obviously prompted the SWAT team to come out with their weapons. A similar cases were reported in California and Iowa. In Iowa, one of them, fake calls about a workplace shooting included realistic gunshot sounds and moaning <laughs> in the background. A teenage hacker in uh, Worcester, Massachusetts, pled guilty Worcester. to a... Worcester. Worcester? Worcester. Worcester, Massachusetts, pled guilty to a five-month swatting spree, including a bomb threat and a report of armed gunmen. I think it's funny that schools are being evacuated. I think it's funny that all these kids are so into it, but they're not into it enough to figure out how to not get caught, which seems pretty obvious. Well, that's yeah, exactly. Like um, what uh, Orange County Sheriff's Detective Brian Sims did, he spent weeks serving search warrants on internet providers before he identified Ellis through his new through his IP address. Yeah. So I'm surprised that the kid, you know, I mean, obviously he fancies himself a hacker. <laughs> I'm surprised he wouldn't know to use a proxy. Yeah, but 99 percent of people who fancy themselves hackers are just retards. Yeah, man, obviously this kid is just a retard. Yeah. Doesn't know how to make a prank. So unlike calls that come from landline phones, which are registered to a fixed physical address and display on 911 dispatcher screens, calls coming from people's computers or even calls coming from landline or cell phones that are routed through, I guess, spoofing services, caller ID spoofing services, uh-huh. uh, they could appear to be originating from anywhere. And so um, several people from 911 say we're not able to cope with this very well. We're just hoping this doesn't become a widespread hobby. Yeah. Yeah. The funny thing is most 911 services, at least in like mid to large cities, aren't even really uh, equipped to cope with emergencies very well. No. I mean, especially <laughs> people, people fucking, fucking with, with them. That's like a whole other level of shit that they can't deal with. Well, so, I mean, if you call and say you just shot your sister, are they going to send the full SWAT team? Like if if you just do something like that, I was going to ask you the same question. I mean, I think you have to go even further and say, you know, I'm armed. 
you know, make it clear that like I'm about to commit more mayhem. So because you, so, you don't want them to just send the cops, right? You no, want but them I to mean, send if the you special called, weapons and tactics group, if you called and somehow like convinced or whatever, used a proxy IP address and acted as if you're inside the home of what you're calling from, and you call and you say, you know, I have three hostages. I've already killed my yeah, wife. Yeah, I think I have that my would three do children's it. hostages. They're gonna pull out it. the the helicopter and the SWAT team. Yeah, I think that would do it. So what if you called... Maybe not the helicopter, depending on what town you're in. But yeah, the SWAT team, yeah. So what if you called and you said, you know, hey, I'm a member of an internet uh, child prostitution ring, and I just wanted to tell you that I'm in over my head, and there's this this guy I know, and you give him his address, and uh, I saw a kid hanging from the rafters with a noose around his neck, and there's like eight kids in cages. Do you think they'd bring the SWAT team with that? No. They wouldn't? They'd just bring a couple cars? No. It's It's... Do you, have you ever thought? I mean, do you know what the word emergency means? Have you ever really well, thought about it? What about kids hanging by his neck? That's not an emergent situation. That's what emergency means. Emergent situation means it's going to get worse unless we do something as quick as possible. So that's why they kids are, the If some team. kids are already hanging from the rafters, the sh- the bad thing has already happened, and getting and dealing with it quickly probably isn't going to change the outcome. So they probably send a couple police cars, but they're not going to send the full on SWAT team. They might even send one police car or even a detective because they don't want they want to like get in there, find the evidence, and not have not not have you freak out and like disturb the scene. So the goal is here is to have a full SWAT team. An emer- you, you need to make it sound like an emergent situation. So like where you said you know you have hostages, you have guns. Even if you just say, look, I'm, even if you don't say I'm armed or, or you don't say I have hostages, you say I'm armed. And if a cop comes here, I'm going to blow his fucking head off. Then, then they're going to yeah. send the SWAT team because they don't want to send a normal cop because that's an emergent situation again, where it's emergent that a cop is going to be it shot. Is going if we to don't be shot. And there's with danger. Like the Inherent full brunt danger. of our power. So it says here the 911 system was built on the idea it could trust the information it was receiving from callers. Yeah. Upgrading the system. Back in the 50s. (laughs) Back in the 50s when people were honest. Upgrading the system. Did they even prank people back in the 50s? Yeah, I think prank calling's been around for a long time. Ever since. Smoke signals and the Indians. (laughs) Uh, Upgrading the system to accommodate new technologies can be a huge task. Uh, Apparently one of the... um, Editors of the Dispatch Monthly, which is a, a magazine based on public safety communications, said dispatchers are totally at the mercy of the people who call. Yeah. So they really have no idea. Um, so they say that what, swatting, um, swatting calls place an immense strain on responding departments. Just this, this, this call to the Bates' household here by this kid in Washington, uh, the cost, including a SWAT team, a helicopter, and canine units, cost the department $14,700. So that sounds, that even sounds grand. low to me. Yeah, I'm surprised. It was that 30 They people. must have figured out that it was a hoax right away and had everybody go home. I mean, But the fact that they deployed 30 people at once there. Yeah, I bet you it would even cost more money if they were sent to a house that nobody was you know, there. And there's just no one was there. And so they're there. on the loudspeaker being like, come out with your gun, sir. And they're waiting. And that's why waiting because the house is fucking empty. And but, they sit there for like eight hours, launch a bunch of tear gas in, wait a couple more hours, then finally go in. Then but could see. you imagine, like, let's say uh, someone swatted you, Wackerly, and you heard all this noise and you grabbed your gun. If, they, if this dude was holding <laughs> a gun, do you dead. think he would have been would shot? Be dead, yeah. yeah, this guy would have been shot. I would be dead. Uh, investigators say that's why I don't give people my address or phone number. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You can try swatting our PO box. Investigators say swatters are usually motivated by a mixture of ego and malice, a desire for revenge and domination over rivals. 
Uh, one of the defendants who is currently serving a five-year sentence uh, said that the attack started with a standard fair prank caller, sending pizzas and locksmiths to victims' homes. I've done that before. Yeah. Uh, escalating to shutting the power and water off, which well, I've never s- done you that. You skipped putting fake uh, Craigslist ads in the gay section. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've done that to people many times. And you That's put a up one. a fake ad and just you put their address down. Just say, you know, don't even bother knocking. Just come in. Yeah. Um, and then finally went from shutting the power and water off, eventually leading to swatting. It's so, the ultimate revenge. Swatting is the ultimate revenge. So people, I, I know that there's been some different threads on the forum say, what's the ultimate way to get revenge? Well, it sounds like swatting to me is definitely would cause quite the inconvenience. Well, didn't you say this guy got his arm broken in the story? In yeah, yeah. No, the, the the dude that Bates here was thrown to the ground and his arm <laughs> broken. And luckily, he didn't have a gun. He said he grabbed he a, a knife. knife but he had a knife. If he had a knife. gun, he would have had his chest blown, blown in. So, you know, I don't know if I'm going to swat my landlord. I, I, I doubt I actually will. I think I'll try to, like, call the San Francisco Housing Authority instead. <laughs> it's a legal dwelling unit. But basement. I do have the address that I send my checks to. So uh, swatting is always in the back of my mind. Well, and that just gets back at him, but, you know, speaking to the kids who are living down there, uh, you know, why don't you just leave some eggs out for and a while? Before, no, no, before you, you said you took your trash down there. Just, like, leave some eggs out till they get nice and putrescent. Nice and ripe. <laughs> and then take the trash down. That's a good idea there, Wackerly. It's probably easier than swatting. Do. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Well, people, uh, I know there's some people out there wondering what to do for revenge. Uh, swatting's extreme, but it's definitely effective. And you heard it right here in Sick and Wrong. <laughs> People, this is episode 160 of Sick and Wrong. Quick recap of uh, last week's show, episode 159. I did a story about a black metal baby killer. Uh, Wackerly, you did a story about a no hands, no feet, but still hot Brazilian model. In my opinion, yes, she was still hot. And uh, we got a listener submission about a Virginia Tech decapitation done by another Asian, which yeah. is interesting. I that hope was- we didn't get too uh, racially t- <laughs> toned during that conversation. I hope not too, because we're we're definitely like the least racist show I've ever heard. Yeah, I think I my my big, we love all people equally. My big point was that you know the 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 earlier Virginia Tech guy was American. You know he was Asian American, mostly American. This yeah, guy, and this this person was yeah. fresh. So it takes it takes all nationalities to murder people. Well, um, I came in first with 118 votes. Uh, the listener, Zach from the Random Ass Show, came in second with 82, and Wackley came in third with 39. Fuck! Apparently, it's always the babies. When someone starts slitting the throats of babies, everyone's like, oh my God, that's yeah. so sick and wrong. It's horrible, it's horrible. Everybody loves babies. You know, it's babies and animals. Like, if it was puppies, guaranteed that would have won. Yep. You know, puppies, babies. I have a good feeling about my story. <laughs> so I'm enjoying my beer this time around. People, you know the way sick and wrong works. Wackerly and I come to the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week. Present them here on the show. Audience votes. Winner gets a case of beer. Throw in a wild card with a listener submission. Which you can send to sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com or submit directly through the Sick and Wrong forum. I believe I started last week. I'm not quite sure. It's the beer. I think the beer gives me short-term memory loss. All right, why don't you kick off episode 160? <laughs> Okay, this is from uh, Soccer Mom's Neighborhood, I think. I mean, well, the same state, Chattanooga, Tennessee. I don't even know where Chattanooga is. You know, I've been to Chattanooga, Tennessee, the Chattanooga Choo Choo. Pardon me, Roy, is that the Chattanooga Choo Choo? 
But it's <laughs> no, they have like a, seriously. You can get on this old train. It's like old steam train called the Chattanooga Choo Choo. Really? As a child, gay. as a child, I was really into it. I don't know how it feels. Is about it an old timey train or like a new like Amtrak? Stuff? No, it's an old timey train. It doesn't move anymore. Oh, you just but, uh, you can go <laughs> you know, walk it around go on anywhere? it. No, my dad would take us there like once Sucks. a year when we were kids. Yeah, is that like a Jew- <laughs> Jewish vacation? Yeah, because it costs like a fifty cents to check it out. You know, Daddy, my friends are going to Disney World. We're going to go to the Choo Choo Train. You're going oh, to does see it, the- Does it move? No. You're going to see the Chattanooga Choo Choo. <laughs> Fuck Disney World, little and great. Yeah, that's usually, that's pretty much my childhood. All right, well, here's what happened in Chattanooga, or near Chattanooga. Reported in the Chattanooga News Channel 9. Uh, three men in Murray County have been arrested in what the sheriff calls one of the worst cases of animal abuse he's ever seen. Uh-oh. Number one Call animal, PETA. Number one animal abuse. Number two, a sheriff once again says something's the worst thing he ever seen. he's ever seen, which I don't believe. I don't believe it either. But then again, think about all the different counties and all the different sheriffs. And all the different crimes that occur every week. Uh, so you're justifying that? Statement? No, I'm saying the you're, law. You're, of, you're saying that there's more counties than fucked up shit that happens. I, no, I completely I'm saying don't the law that. of averages. Like you know, in Monroe, Louisiana, you have this one sheriff that that's been, been there for 20 years. Probably not that much fucked up shit happens. The one time that something does happen, that's the worst thing he's ever seen. I I do not agree. I totally disagree. I disagree. <laughs> you sir. think more fucked up shit happens? Every day in the same county. I think ton, so much fucked up shit happens all the time that there's plenty to go go around, even to the smallest county, you know, so in the middle you of think Utah. Murray County, Tennessee. How many times do you think there's some atrocious crime that happens there? Oh, uh, how you know how frequency? I don't know. I'm not talking about frequency. It probably doesn't happen often, but in the so career, exactly. in Detective- the career, of, in the career of a sheriff, you know, he probably works, let's say, at minimum ten years. Some fucked up shit happens. At Maybe least, two or three. At le- okay. I said this is a story about animal abuse. He's at least some, seen some dude in, in his trailer that had put a shotgun in his mouth and blew his brains all over the wood paneling. At le- yeah, I guess I Now, you're going to tell there. me that, like, some dog that might have been a, like, fucked shot, up? Yeah, or whatever is worse than a guy. I'm just saying it's the go-to phrase when these... It has become a bit cliche in our when stories. When these people see a newspaper reporter, they say it's the worst thing they've ever seen. But let's get on with it, all right? Late Monday night, uh, the sheriff's office responded to an incident on 130 Grayland Farm Road. Not sure why you'd care why the, what the road is, but anyways. When deputies arrived at the uh, address, they said they found three men covered in blood. Who? Ages 45 to 55. They are, in order of age, uh, in reverse, Randall Blaylock, 54, Richard Roach, age 50, and Jeffrey Fuller, age 45. Uh, how do you suppose he spells his name? <laughs> how, does your, how does your brother Jeff spell his name? J-E-F-F-R-E-Y. That's pretty normal. I think that is, isn't that the typical spelling? I've seen the G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y. That's Joffrey. Okay, here's how they spell it in Tennessee. G-E-F-F-E-R-Y. See, I think that's the inbred spelling. <laughs> it's the trailer park spelling. Uh, so they found these guys covered in blood, right? So is one of these guys soccer mom's dad? Oh, yeah, it might be. The <laughs> All age three of them. Right. Uh, she's never told us her last name, so we're just going to have to guess. I, so. I guess we'll just have to conjecture here. but yeah. uh, Maybe Blaylock. 
Yeah. Or maybe, a, you know, an uncle. <laughs> uh, Sher- Sheriff Howard Ensley says someone called dispatch uh, reporting that the men at the address had cut a dog's head off and were eating it. Jesus. <laughs> Next trailer over is not too happy about that. I, w- <laughs> I wonder if this is like a common practice in Tennessee. I don't think so, because there seems to be a little bit of an uproar. Uh, when the cops arrive, the, the men, or sheriff, whatever, sheriff, cops? Yeah, I think so. Uh, the men first told them that they had just killed a deer in the backyard, because that's acceptable, right? Okay, so they just killed a deer, and they're yet covered in its blood, and they're yeah. sitting around eating it? Yeah. Is that not? acceptable in Tennessee? It's acceptable in a lot of places. Dude, if you're doing that outside of this apartment right here... In the tenderloin? Well, where the fuck did the deer come from? (laughs) (laughs) Urban deer. You see them every now and then. Maybe with the the crack foxes that run around. Crack fox. (laughs) Uh, But Sheriff Ensley said the authorities then found a bloodied axe in the backyard next to a chopping block where a dog's head had been cut off. Oh Jesus! The head was sitting there next to the next to the stump. So wait, they 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 decapitated the dog. And uh, and then they just were eating the body. Uh, apparently, the animal's limbs and skins were in a burn barrel, and the dog's carcass had just put, been put in the freezer. <laughs> Save so for later. Thing, I don't think the cops saw any ingestion of the dog, but when you're putting it in the freezer, I mean, yeah, so it's, you're going to eat it later. You're going to eat it later. Yeah. I mean, you know, the lean winter months. So I guess how, we're in the middle. How were they of winter, covered but... in blood? They, were, I mean, all three of them were were chopping the dog's head off. Well, when you, yeah, when you chop an animal's head off and skin it, you, there's going to be some blood. So, so what was it like? A little cute cocker spaniel? I have no idea. I think it's some sort of a little golden si- retriever. Medium, I don't think they have a full a lassie. Collie. I don't think they have a purebred <laughs> dog uh, amongst these uh, three guys. I think it was a mutt. Um, and I, I like how this article, I like it when, <laughs> when there's a term that they just take for granted that everybody knows what it is, a burn barrel. What's a burn barrel? <laughs> it's a barrel that you burn shit in, I guess. So that's what saying the rest of the dog's body was in a burn barrel? It's limbs and skins. You know why? Because the reporter who wrote this story probably lives like three trailers down from the yeah. Murray brothers. He was woken the up in the middle brothers. of the night. The, uh, <laughs> the Chattanooga dispatch was like, you gotta go report on this. It's in your neighborhood. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's about it. Authorities say the men, all three men were drunk. Surprise. And Fuller, uh, Jeffrey Fuller with the alternate spelling told deputies he had just carried out God's plan. (laughs) It's just what God's plan was to murder, butcher a dog and eat it. Yeah. Not dog's plan. God's plan. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, they've all been, uh, they all face aggravated animal cruelty charges and their bond has been denied. Wow. Can't even bond out. I'm surprised. They love their dogs in Chattanooga. Apparently. So on the sick or wrong star scale, what are you giving that? <sighs> Drunken. I mean, when you get drunk, you get hungry, the munchies. Yeah, but dude, but I got... really don't think you need to be chopping your dog's head off. And in the middle of winter. Like, isn't it cold in Tennessee? It's not like they had to go outside specifically to do this. It's not like they were just hanging out outside. Exactly. No, I mean, they, they had to go outside to I do I give this. it four and a quarter. So, you know, I'm going to score it considerably less and the reason being is because shit like this happens every day in china every day in korea there's people murdering a dog and probably just eating it right on the street so it's a cultural phenomenon there's like fucking street food stands (laughs) i mean so if you think about it you have to consider the social mores of the context of the story 
Well, no, okay, so I'm saying, okay, if you look culturally from the U.S., yeah, I mean, we would think this is an atrocious thing. It's like, oh, my God, these three guys murdered this dog. If but- I did a story about, like, a bunch of dudes in Nevada cutting off foreskins and eating them, it'd be atrocious. But then if I said, well, it was in a synagogue, everybody would be like, oh, that's fine. No one eats the foreskin <laughs> in a synagogue. <laughs> I don't want to hear your Jewish propaganda. They weren't fucking the dog, okay? <laughs> if it was a three-man gang rape of the dog and then they're eating it, I'd give it How like at least 4.5. How would they know? The asshole was in the burn barrel. They All right, did. you get four stars for that one. <laughs> All right, Just dude. because, I mean, they, I, I I'm argue just, my point. I'm thinking of Lassie. I'm thinking a little Lassie. Lassie. Cute it was Lassie. some mongrel <laughs> shit, shitty dog that probably tasted like ass. Wackley, well, have you ever dated a girl with uh, fake tits? And we, I know we've broached this topic before, but... No. Now, would you? Uh, No. So let's say I, I can actually definitively say no. So let's say you're dating a younger girl. You're a very successful businessman. You're in your fifties, and you're divorced three times. And you're dating a younger girl. She's like twenty two. <laughs> that story is very believable, except I'm successful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, but you're very extremely successful. You're dating this young girl, twenty two. She has no tits, and she's like the only thing that's going to make her happy is if she get fake tits. So would you buy her fake tits? No. You would refuse. Yes. You truly. If she are was a like a, in a in a fire <laughs> like one of her tits <laughs> burned tits. off or she got cancer that's a different story i mean i would date a, a cancer patient or you know recovery recovering okay. cancer patient that had fake tits because she lost one okay let's say you dated this beautiful cancer patient that had a mastectomy and she had fake tits and she got and she had them like uh, she had fake tits put in because she she had original tits removed and you paid for it came yeah. out of your pocket right and then uh, two years later, she ended up sleeping with your best friend and uh, cheated on you and you broke up. Would you want those implants back? Well, what am I going to do with them? Well, that's what I think a sane individual would ask himself. <laughs> but apparently that's not what um, Thomas Lee Rowley asked himself that day. California man here is accused of trying to remove his ex-girlfriend's implants. Now, California is a big state. So what, what part of California? Are we you know, about? I was wondering about that. I think it's Southern Cal, but it's Victorville. Have you ever heard of that? Victorville, yeah. California. Yeah. Where's that? Uh, central, Southern Central Valley. A lot. You <laughs> it's, know, not, it's not LA and San Diego. It's like Fresno, Bakersfield area. I'd be willing to wager that methamphetamine was probably involved. It just low IQs combined with meth. Yeah. Yeah. Prosecutors say a spurned lover ambushed his ex-girlfriend and tried to cut out the breast implants that he had paid for. The man is on trial for trying to kill his girlfriend and trying to forcibly remove her breasts. Do you think that'd be a difficult operation? I mean, I, I don't... <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I, I don't think uh, Thomas Lee Rowley here is a surgeon. But I mean, isn't it the same as a mastectomy and he's trying to do it with like a Rambo knife? It sounds like it, yeah. I, I just wonder like... Rever- I mean, a, a breast reduction. Well, what was you know who the, had one of those? The, uh, Punky Brewster. Punky, yeah. I know, I cried that day. <laughs> I cried many tears. But, you know, I mean, what I wonder about this is how would he do it logistically? It's like, so he ambushes her, he jumps on her back, holds her down. I mean, this is like not like a two-second thing. You don't just cut your, you know, it's not like cutting off a foreskin. Yeah, I would, start with ether. I would start with ether. Okay, so you would do it like the Dexter style. You'd knock her out, she'd be taped up, and then you'd do you it can't surgery be, style. You can't be performing amateur surgery when the person's screaming and thrashing about. 
Yeah, that's why I don't. I don't think. I, that's why I think this guy wasn't the most intelligent murderer. No. I, do you? I mean, there, there's two ways to go with this. He really thought it was going to work that he was going to remove the breasts, but he's just stupid. Or you know, really, he was just in a violent rage and really didn't care if she lived or died. I think he was probably the latter. Violent, violent rage. rage. Okay. I think it's violent yeah. rage. Jealous but rage, I also think he's kind of stupid too. Twenty-eight-year-old uh, Thomas Lee Rowley attacked Shannon Perry. Outside her mother's home in Hesperia, California, which is uh, 70 miles northeast of Los Angeles. Deputies called Perry's mother's house and found that Perry had been stabbed six times in her head and her chest. Uh, the 26-year-old woman survived six stab wounds and the punctured breast implants were repaired. So really, I mean, this guy didn't even accomplish any of his goals here. He didn't kill her, and nor did he remove the breast implants. Well, she does have scarred up tits, though. <laughs> Yeah, she probably isn't as attractive as she was. They're still was. huge, but they're scarred out. Uh, she was near death. One of the knife wounds to her head actually broke the skull and lacerated her brain. Jesus. So Christ. apparently, um, yeah, apparently she's probably brain dead as well. Uh, Rowley's former roommate, Dennis Miguel, testified this week that the defendant wanted to reclaim what was rightfully his. And keep in mind, dude, breast implants. This is his roommate saying this? Yeah. <laughs> Breast, I mean, so they probably discussed it. Yeah. Breast implants aren't cheap. I mean, they don't cost $500. It costs like five grand if you're going to get a decent one. Yeah, but here's the problem with that line of thinking. You're not paying for the actual implant. You're paying for the procedure, the labor. Yeah, you're paying for the procedure. <laughs> so if you get them back, if you rip the implants out of your ex-girlfriend's bloody chest... They're not going to give you five grand back. You, <laughs> I mean, not, what, yeah, there's no you, deposit that you can get back. I just don't understand. I, I guess maybe gratification, maybe. But, I mean, really, what was this guy going to accomplish with this? What was he going to do with the implants? Put them on his mantle? And, and then brag to his roommates? Say, dude, remember that? Belonged to girlfriend number 13. Oh, masturbatory stimulation. I don't <laughs> it's little bags of silicon. Well, you close so, your eyes. Rowley allegedly told his roommate, Quote, unquote, great sick and wrong quote here. I'm going to cut them out and get them back, <laughs> which is just pretty nasty. But I mean, dude, it's like you break up with your girl. You expect to lose something, whether it be clothes, money, dignity, in my case, dignity also in my case, and uh, CDs. So, I mean, this guy should say, OK, well, you know what? I lost the money I put up for her uh, breast implants. Yeah. That's what you get for dating a stripper, you idiot. Yeah. Just uh, spam her number all over Craigslist, as you know. Yeah, I think that's Being a work. tranny or something. Dude, swatter. <laughs> Rally's on trial in uh, Victorville for attempted murder, assault with deadly weapons, stalking, burglary, and false imprisonment. One more thing Rally and Perry do have a baby daughter. Oh, nice. So, yeah. yeah. Apparently, it didn't keep the family together. So, on the sick and wrong star scale, I guess he didn't actually get the breast implants. She, Does it matter? she had them repaired. Does it matter? <laughs> well, the act was there, but he didn't, he didn't kill her. She's um, all cut up, though. She is all cut up. I, I think the fact that he... Cut her teats. He was planning on What's cutting... What's that from? Cut her teats. It's, I think it's the first episode I think it's from your Deadwood. wet dream last night. No, it's the oh. first episode of Deadwood. <laughs> I'm going to give this a 4.25. I'm going to give it a 4.5. 4.5? He did cut her teats and cut her, cut her square head. He did cut her square head off with a Kaiser blade. <laughs> All right, we'll see what the listening audience has to say about that one. So, uh, Wackerly, the listener submission here for episode 160. I, before I get into it, I do have an honorable mention that was sent in from two listeners. 
Eric Bana, one of our big fans, sent an article. I love it when Eric Bana calls. You know, I, I just like the fact that he participates so much in the show. It's nice. Uh, we also got a, um, also the same article sent in by Winston Smith uh, from Calgary. He says, short but sweet. Isn't that the guy from 1984? <laughs> Winston Smith, yeah, I think it is, actually. All kinds of celebrities and fake characters. Like, <laughs> fake <laughs> fictional characters love our show. Yeah, yeah, we're popular. A feisty raccoon, this is the honorable mention here. Feisty raccoon is bitten off a pervert's penis as he was trying to rape the animal. <laughs> this would only happen in, uh, in Russia, former Soviet Union. Alexander Kirillov, 44 years old, was on a drunken weekend with pals when he leapt on a terrified raccoon. When I saw the raccoon, I thought I'd have some fun. He who, told who were his pals? Like Alvin <laughs> and the Chipmunks? I don't know. <laughs> he, he told stunned casualty surgeons, when I saw the raccoon, I thought I'd have some fun, which I don't know. Is that like a Russian sport, a pastime, fucking yeah. raccoons? I thought I'd have some fun. <laughs> da. Now Russian plastic surgeons are trying to restore his mangled manhood. Why? He doesn't deserve <laughs> he it. He does not deserve it. He's been told they can get things working again, but they can't sew back on what the raccoon bit off. I don't know. Honorable mention. Good story, but um, not all that sick and wrong because I'm like, any dude who's just hanging out drunk on vodka with his buddies decides to fuck a raccoon seriously deserves to get his fucking dick ripped off. Right, but the whole situation is sick and wrong. I mean, the fact that he did decide to do that. Yeah, I guess that is kind of sick. So the actual listener submission for this week came in from Patrick. Uh, he says, okay, the woman's last name is pronounced Boudreaux. I kind of find that sort of presumptuous. He, he thought that we wouldn't know how to pronounce her name. <laughs> do, do we ever mispronounce anything on this show? Never. We're both learning individuals. I'm uh, a little shocked at you, Patrick. But anyway, I, I did like your story, so we're going to use that this week. He sent in, two, actually, an update as well. Even though you're an insufferable cock. Yeah, <laughs> twat. Uh, mother killed daughter to keep boyfriend. Interesting. This happened in Bridgewater, Nova Scotia. In her final moments, Carissa Boudreau dug her small hands into the frozen ground and struggled as her mother tightened the twine wrapped around her neck. Mommy, don't, were the last words she spoke. The 12-year-old girl All was right. staring. Was the reporter there? <laughs> no, I just love this. Like, when you, when you get to these amateur. speculation. Yeah, but these amateur, like, reporters who work for, like, some backwater news company, you know, newspaper the here. The Nova Scotia Times. They always got to make this, like, gripping, you know, lead paragraph. Yeah. It's like, oh, you got to write a lead that really draws the listeners in. Mommy, don't. <laughs> uh, the 12-year-old girl was staring in the face of her mother, um... Uh, as Penny Boudreaux pinned her only child down with her knees and pulled harder on the rough rope. Uh, the details were read out loud in court on Friday as Boudreaux admitted to killing her daughter over a year ago in a bid to salvage her relationship with her boyfriend. Mm. Obviously, she's never heard of marital counseling. Well, Don't they have couples relationship, counseling? Couples relationship counseling. counseling? Yeah, yeah, they have it. I, w I wouldn't go, but I hear they have Yeah, it. but I mean, would you do that before sacrificing your own, you know blood <laughs> spawn yeah yeah i would i i think i just wouldn't even care about the relationship that much yeah that's the same with me <laughs> uh wearing a black t-shirt and jeans and weeping throughout the hearing boudreaux 34 years old was sentenced to life in prison with no eligible eligibility for parole for 20 years from the date of her arrest now most people would think like wow you know she didn't get very dressed up for court but that's what's known as a nova scotia tuxedo <laughs> <laughs> No, seriously, dude. That's some uh, fine um, black yeah, t-shirt and jeans. Black fine apparel jeans. Yeah, in uh, Nova Scotia. Wear. It's formal, it's formal wear. wear. <laughs> and seriously, you wear that to the Denny's. 
Uh, but you know, it's kind of funny. It's like there's at least, you know, I'm kind of impressed with the Canadians here. There's no UK justice going on. This happened in the UK. She'd probably get what, like three years? Yeah. You know, in Canada. Didn't mean to inconvenience in you, ma'am. I'm sorry, ma'am. Didn't mean to inconvenience Here, you. Here's be 700 pounds for your time. <laughs> uh, said Justice Margaret Stewart, you can never call yourself mother. The words mommy don't are there to haunt you for the rest of your life. Uh, so she was originally charged with first degree murder in the killing of her daughter, whom she reported missing the night of her death. Uh, she then pled guilty to a lesser charge of second-degree murder. <laughs> did they say what her explanation was? Like, my, my daughter's missing. Well, when did you last see her? Uh, mm, <laughs> well, some black guys <laughs> came and got her. Yeah, but they don't have black guys in Canada, so they got to, like, say Eskimo or something. Eskimo guys. <laughs> some Eskimo came in on this sled, and the polar bear was a pulling A slightly it. pink man. <laughs> Not quite as pale as me. His head flapped up away. and down. <laughs> Um, court, court, uh, agreed statement of facts here confirmed that Boudreaux's boyfriend, Vernon McCumber, told Boudreaux that it was either him or his, or her daughter if their relationship was to survive. She took it seriously. <laughs> exactly. But you know, I mean, if you think about it, dude, you don't date a girl with a kid. No, no. no. You don't date a girl with no, a kid. No, you don't. You don't. And, and when one of your guy friends dates a girl and, she, and he's like, she has a kid, you're always like, what do you do? What do you do? I'm not going to hang out with you. You know, it's like, now nah, I'm not going to go hang out with you, your girlfriend, your kid. It's, well, just, it's not even his kid. It's not a even kid, his kid. A kid. But you, I mean, your girlfriend, and a kid. It's just like, dude, you got to go over there. She's got to get a babysitter. You know, yeah. she's, you got to go over there. Can't fuck in the apartment because the kid's there. Can't fuck in the living room because the kid might walk out. Yeah. You got to go do all sorts of stupid shit, like take her to a pony ride or whatever it is. The zoo. You yeah. know, I mean, just shit yeah. that da- you never want to do. Dating a single mom is the worst. So Vernon McCumber. But you know what's worse? <laughs> you know what is worse? It's what? not the worst. What's worse is dating a uh, a former mom who murdered her kid. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, I can see dating a mother who murdered her child as being a little bit worse than having a living one. But Vernon McCumber should have known that he wasn't going to get along with his kid. Not even his kid, 12 years old. You know, it's if, if the guy had any sense, he would have just left the lady. Uh, Boudreaux said she would do anything for Vernon, and the thought of losing him was harder than the thought of losing her daughter. Wow. Now you got to admit, that's some hand. He must have a cock like a maglite. Dude, that's some impressive hand. Have you ever had that much hand? No. With a girl? You know, guys, if you're dating a girl with a kid, just do this as a test. Just see how much hand you actually have in your relationship. It's almost like a biblical thing, like Abraham well, and Isaac. What about if you're dating a girl with a, with a cat? You could almost ex- perform the same experiment. But you, do you want her to kill the cat? Or just let the cat go. What do you want her to do with the kid? <laughs> whatever, whatever you say, I say. Well, well, why don't you check it out, guys? If you're dating a girl who has a cat, see if she'll give up the cat or you. But you got to be probably dating for a period of time before you can really manipulate her. It's up to you. I mean, you take your chances. But it, <laughs> do it, it when you think it's most advantageous. For it's you a true it. barometer of hand. Yeah, it really is. Uh, the girl's biological father here, Paul Boudreau, wrote that the center of my happiness is shattered and hopes and dreams wiped away in one selfish act. The court heard that on the night Carissa was murdered, she and her mother drove to a local grocery store. While Carissa waited unharmed in the car, her mother placed a call to McCumber, her boyfriend, telling him the girl had gone missing. She then uh, said it grew dark and she drove with her daughter to a nearby road where the girl was told to get out and the struggle ensued. As she dragged the girl from the car to dump the body, Chris's jeans and underwear with a Winnie the Pooh design were pulled down. Boudreaux thought that that might suggest her daughter had been sexually assaulted. 
So she left them that way, even though there was no such assault. She's trying to throw them off the trail. Devious. What did a Ver- devious woman. What did Vernon do after he got this call? I think Vernon kind of freaked out. I, I, I think did, he didn't. I mean, he should have immediately called the cops. He should have called the cops, and if he but didn't, he didn't. Which I assume he didn't. He's culpable. Two days after Carissa's reported disappearance, the tearful mother appeared before TV cram- cameras begging Carissa to come home. At the time, she said she'd left the girl in a car after they had argued in the parking lot of a grocery store. When she returned, the girl was gone. Eskimos. How old is this kid? <laughs> 12, dude. Okay. 12. So police had had concerns about Boudreaux's involvement in the murder, and they were heightened when neighbors reported details of a disturbance in her apartment. Apparently, she'd been having this like week-long sex party after her daughter. A bender. She was, they saw her carting Post- in alcohol. child murder bender. She killed her kid. She was like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to party. You know, we couldn't fuck in the living room before. Now we can. Uh-huh. But apparently, it's and so to... the boyfriend still believes that the kid was kidnapped at this point. I think the boyfriend was visited by the specter of remorse. Uh, he was, kept saying over and over, "I can't believe you could do this. Speak to me. How could you do this? I don't understand why you could get me involved." He's like, "I can't believe you killed the kid," and that's what the neighbor heard. The neighbor alerted the authorities, and apparently, the authorities wanted to somehow like trick a confession out of the woman. So undercover agents posed as members of a crime syndicate. So this goes back to the earlier point. At this point, you don't send in the SWAT team because it's already happened. It's a, now but, you get crafty and go undercover. But why would they even need to do that? Don't you think they could have just arrested her on suspicion and questioned her? No, cop, you bad cop? To, no, because you don't want... Uh, I mean, there's tons of strategies she could use in court to get herself off the hook. But how you much want of her a, to admit, confess, how much of a confess, dumbass, confess. how much of a dumbass do you need to be to confess to two undercover agents posing as members of a crime syndicate? Well, uh, Nova Scotian dumbass. I don't know. <laughs> well, so they befriended McCumber, who denied being involved with the murder. He said he had suspicions that his girlfriend, Boudreau, was involved. Uh, undercover operators eventually convinced Boudreau that they could possibly, quote unquote, make her problem go away. And she immediately spilled the beans. She immediately spilled the Instead beans. Instead of saying, well, what exactly do you mean? Like, how did you get my address, crime syndicate dude? What's the name of your crime syndicate? Are you the wolf from Pulp Fiction? <laughs> because that's who I need right now. Oh, you are? Okay, here's what I did. Yeah, no, exactly. It's just like, hi, we're from a crime syndicate. How are you doing? <laughs> we will help your problem go away. No, I mean, seriously, how much of a fucking retard do you need to be? So she admitted to the crime, going so far as to reenact the action on one of the undercover agents and taking him to the scene of the murder. (laughs) Meanwhile, the undercover agents are videotaping the whole thing. Oh, yeah. I can't believe this is this I can't believe this is working. (laughs) Uh, She also wrote a detailed account of what happened that night Carissa died. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I mean, this this woman's got to be like one of the most retarded people, individuals I've ever seen. So I'm glad she's being sentenced to life in prison because really, we don't need people this dense roaming this earth. If they stay in Canada, I don't care. <laughs> Canadians might I, think I don't know otherwise. if it's like how, many, how much gasoline they huff up there, but something. <laughs> something's happened to the water. That's a serious problem, dude. So on the sick and wrong star scale, Wackerly, I mean, the woman murdered her kid. And uh, the fact that she confessed to the undercover agents posing as members of the crime syndicate. Yeah. I'm giving it 4.75. Uh, we're from the crime syndicate, eh? <laughs> uh, you got a problem, eh? We, we'll take care of it for you. 
Oh, I dropped my toque. I would have given it a four because, you know, parents murder their children all the time. But because of the circumstances and uh, just the fact that it's retardation of celebration, (laughs) 4.5. 4.5. All right. We'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. Go vote. Sickandwrongpodcast.com. You can decide who won episode 160. Feel free to call the Sick and Wrong Junk Dial line. You think that dial a slut chick is busy? 206-666-3846. At 206-666-3846. Can I help you, sir? Well, actually, we are nearing the end of the show here. And as usual, we tend to get to phone calls to the Sick and Wrong Hotline. Um, and uh, emails, sigmarompodcast.hotmail.com. Correspondence. We should just start calling it Just the correspondence section of the show. You know, I totally forgot to check Skype, so I know some people have been <laughs> Skyping us, and uh, once again, I forgot to check Skype. So people keep Skyping us. We'll play the Skype calls next week. But uh, yeah, if you like to call the Sick and Wrong Hotline, call 206-666-3846. I know we got a number of calls, so uh, yeah, let's play call number one. All right. Hi, Dan Lance. from New York. Fairly new listener. Been catching up on all the old episodes. Um, I've joined the forum. Um, I had the privilege of seeing your real picture, and I have to say that Lance is one cute piece of mirror. I would definitely fuck him. Well, um, that's all I have to share. I'm going to keep listening. Bye. <laughs> what did she you say? You're one cute piece of nerd. Yeah, I think that is what she said. Dude, and I admit that yes, I am. I'm telling you, I think you have a much better likelihood of getting laid from this podcast than I do. You're kind of king of the nerds on this podcast. And nerds like podcasts. Nerds love podcasts. You know, tattooed hussies, the younger ones that you like, uh, I don't think they listen to podcasts that much. Yeah, I don't think they really listen they'd rather, to anything. They'd rather listen to a band. And you yeah. know, fuck the bass player, not 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 a podcast. Of a podcast. <laughs> co-host of a show. podcast. Yeah, it doesn't impress them. I've noticed when I pass out my D. Simon cards that they usually kind of laugh and uh, throw them away. Well, because you're passing them out at at hip cool bars, you should go to like Star Trek conventions. <laughs> yeah, I guess if I was at a Star Comic Trek convention, Comic Con. Yeah. Dude, I bet you if you went to Comic-Con wearing a sick and wrong shirt, you're walking around, everyone, I bet you people would stop. Like, they wouldn't be talking to Hellboy. I think they'd run over and be like, oh, my God, Lance Wackerly. Well, I don't know about that. Dude, I seriously, this girl, this is probably one of the many girls whose hearts are fluttering as soon as you showed that picture. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't well, have anything to say about that. Well, thank you, Lindsay. And, uh, yeah, why don't you send yourself send a picture to uh, Wackerly and uh, come out to San Francisco? Hey, your pick gets mine. <laughs> well, who do we have for call number two? Some type of a shit story. Oh, wow. That's that's unusual. <laughs> I don't know. I I didn't press the pound key last time, so I don't know um, if you thought my last time to do with it. This is Marina. Um, I've called before. I'm mostly about gay stuff. Um, but uh, the office shit story, I have an office shit story. Um, I work in this office. It's fairly nice and we have an executive bathroom that you need you need a key code to get into the area that the executive bathroom is in and then once somebody's in that area and there's like a bunch of offices in there um you can just go in and out of the bathroom you know whatever um and one day a secretary went into the bathroom to find that someone had smeared shit all over the wall 
and she told one of the other secretaries, and the other secretary was like, oh, again? Damn. So, like, this has happened before. So that means that there's someone that has our door key code, which means that they work in our office, or they're familiar enough with the territory, like, they come in and out, like, a lot, or we let them in and out a lot, um, that they just came into our office and shit all over the walls of the bathroom so um, that's kind of weird like like with this shit 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 person like that could be just like a, like a hobo on the street or something you know but this is someone we work with or let into our office just like oh yeah come on in <laughs> which is kind of um weird and disconcerting and also strangely intriguing like like no one in my office i could point to them and be like that's the shit mirror like we have some weirdos but not that bad well, you never know. You never I don't know. know. Maybe it was a temp or something, but it was pretty creepy. <laughs> That's right. fucking temps. Right. You always got to blame it now on the I'm temps. Really you always got to, but you know, she brings up an interesting point. She has a phantom shitter in yeah. her office. It's uh, I've worked places with phantom shitters. I've you know I've never worked in an office where someone smeared shit all over the wall. I think it would. I mean. I've always kind of made a joke that if I ever quit my job, I'd drop a deuce in the urinal. Uh-huh. Because I th- but I've always kind of been you know nervous about getting caught. I don't even know how I'd explain that. <laughs> but no, but I mean the thing is, take a shit in a plastic bag, then just dump and then it just in the dump urinal, it, and, and it's too much premeditation. If I'm going to drop a deuce in the urinal, I want it to be spontaneous. You're going to squat over the thing. I'm just going to lift my ass over the thing and just. I'd, I'd use one of the midget urinals. You know how they have like the smaller ones. Uh huh. Yeah, I know. But no, it was isn't the one- that the one you normally use? Yeah, I'm, I'm short. <laughs> but, you know, if you think about it, this um, she has a phantom shitter in her office. And if I was, was uh, Marina, I would make it my complete goal. One of my objectives for next performance review, I'd be like, my objective is to find out who's smearing shit in the executive washroom. So in your performance review where they were like, well, what are your goals for the next year? You would I would say, be that like, would be it? I would say I'm. My goal is to find out who's smearing shit on the window or the mirror of the uh, bathroom uh, bathroom office. I would give bathroom, you five uh, out of five points on that performance review. I'd say uh, D. Simon has uh, exemplary goals for the next year. Well, you know, I remember when uh, I used to work at the strip club, and I imagine strip clubs probably have to deal with shit smears all the time. People are drunk, yeah. But uh, friend angry. Of, I ended up getting a friend of mine a job as a bar back. It was like his first night there, and some guy. Went into the unisex bathroom that was downstairs. There was one small, it was like a just a toilet, was a tiny bathroom, unisex. He went in there and he smeared, this place sucks, in his own feces on the wall. Yeah. And uh, my friend, Rich, actually had to go and clean it up. Yeah, that's a barback job. But you know, though, if, if that was my first night, I think I would have just quit. My first night. <laughs> would you have cleaned it then quit? No, I just would have been, I would have taken one look and been like, nah, not cleaning feces, I'm done. I mean, I guess it is a recession right now. Maybe you got to take a, any job you can get. But <laughs> seriously, that's a dirty job. But I mean, I wonder, like, how many... I've, a lot of people who've worked in office environments obviously have contemplated, God, I'd love to smear my shit all over the wall. Well, she makes an interesting point. She, she says that the guy shit all over the wall. But do, do you actually, like, point your ass at the wall and shit? Or do you shit in the toilet, then, then take your hand and smear it all over the place? I think you shit in your hand and then smear it. Okay. That's how I think it works. But uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, Marina can call us back and let us know what's happening. It'd be great if she was the shit smearer. I doubt it, but it would I've be actually, great. I've never worked at a place where there was shit that was smeared everywhere, but I've worked at places where there's like every day somebody goes in and just shits like all over the seat. 
or all of, or it like gets on the floor and it just happens over and over again and you, even that's bad enough like how come you can't get it in the bowl yeah i don't know you don't know why Do you, was that a unisex bathroom because girls are used to hovering no, no. And they have shitty actually, aim. It's, whenever it's no happened pun to me, intended. a couple of different jobs, it's been in the men's room. So they're dudes that are just not getting it in the bowl. They're probably hovering. It's probably, <laughs> I, I usually do blame it on somebody who like, oh, my, my virgin ass cheeks cannot touch the seat that has been touched by other men. <laughs> and then they shit everywhere. And it's like, well, my ass cheeks can touch the seat unless some asshole shits all over it, which is you. Exactly. I mean, you know, seriously, it's like build a fucking nest. I mean, your ass isn't that sacrosanct, you know? Or if you really, if it's that bad for you, just shit at home. Yeah. <laughs> or wear a fucking <laughs> Hold diaper. <it. laughs> All right. Well, I hope you catch your phantom shitter. Who's, who's called number three? Uh, some guy. Hey, Sick and Wrong. This is Chris Rocks from TheRocksCast.com. And I got a story for you. I was at the bus stop this morning, minding my business. I turn around and watch this girl coming down the sidewalk on her bike. Her wheel completely comes off. She goes flying over the handlebars, smashes her face Ooh. in the cement, totally breaks her nose. Blood's everywhere. I go to help her out. I pick her up. Blood, matted hair. It's just a mess of nose and cartilage. As I'm helping her see if she's okay, I'm thinking to myself, how can I decently get my camera out of my bag and take a smiling picture of me and nice. her bloody <laughs> fucking face? I thought it was sick and wrong. Wish I got the pic. Later. Well, you can always just be like, wow, your face is fucked up. Can I get a picture? Can I get a picture anyway? <laughs> you know, I'm kind of glad that he was just going to get a picture rather than like, yeah, you know, she's passed out. I was going to stick my dick in her. Because that's, that's <laughs> exactly. my balls all over her <laughs> bloody face. That's totally what I was expecting is him to say, yeah, and I teabagged her while the whole time going sick and wrong. Angry dragon. Yeah, you know, I totally was picturing that. But, you know, I'm kind of surprised if, if I was walking down the street going to work or something and I saw someone, you know, take a spill like that, face plant on the street, I don't think I would pick her up. Would you? Yeah, I, I probably would. What if she's a fat chick? Well, then I couldn't pick her. <laughs> How fat? I'd call 911. I would flip her over. <laughs> <laughs> you flip her over. Which would probably be the bad thing to do because if she's if there's blood pouring yeah, what out if of her face. There's spinal damage or something. Well, and she might, you know, drown in her own nose fluids. Well, I, you want to keep her on her stomach, really. I'm glad this guy's a good Samaritan and he's out there, but the fact that he wanted to take the picture kind of detracts from the good Samaritan aspect of his well, he deed. he didn't get the picture. No, he didn't, but the thought was there. Didn't put on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That is sick and wrong. You know, I'm, su- I'm surprised that uh, he didn't send that picture to us because you know he would have. All right. Do we have time for one more? I think we, we have one on? more quick call here. What's, what's the fourth call? So this is the live-action phone call guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is the guy who actually slapped that dude in the face. Todd. He, he's the originator of the live-action phone call. Todd from Tennessee, formerly from Wisconsin. This is Todd from Tennessee or Wisconsin, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. But, yeah, no, that was far from fake. I definitely slapped him right in the face as he was passed out, and he was angry at me, and he thought that I popped his eardrum or something because my finger hit him in the ear. But, no, I didn't. He can still hear me, and he did not remember it at all. But he got slapped in the face, and it was wonderful. Live on air. 
He'll forever be embarrassed <laughs> yeah. by that. He's like, I mean, this guy could bring this up at this guy's wedding. Yeah. You remember when I slapped you in the face and they played on sick and wrong? Dude, I seriously, if I was his buddy, I would like wait till that dude's like passed out and take pictures of my balls on his head. Yeah, tea bag. Yeah. Me. Can I make some, before you get into emails, I'd like to make some meta phone call comments. Oh, okay. How so? Um, because we get a lot of phone calls in, and some of them I feel bad that we don't play, but we can't play for various reasons. But Time fun- constraints. And the callers put so much time into it, so I just want to make some comments about the phone calls that we're not going to play. And one is from um, Dead Sexy, our New Jersey uh, listener and frequent caller, who's usually his calls are great. And this one was great, too. It was just way too fucking long. He tells this huge New Year's Eve story, but he should post that story. The story is great. He should post it in the forum. Okay, you mean, so put the audio up and post on the forum. Yeah, or or just write the story out and post it because it's a great story, but we can't play it because it's like seven minutes long or something. You know, I might actually do that for him, is make a, make an MP3 and post it. Yeah, that that would be good. And then another uh, forum poster, Wonderlust King, uh, he actually wrote a sick and wrong song and played it, but he's playing it through his phone, and you can't even fucking hear what he's talking about or any of the words or even the music very well. He should like actually record it into an mp3 where we can where it yeah, sounds we can like play something. it on the show mic your we'll voice and mic your guitar yeah or yeah. yeah. we'll play the sick and wrong song of the week so wonderless so, king re-record that song yeah i don't want either of those callers to think we didn't appreciate the calls they were just didn't they weren't working for us they weren't up to the sick and wrong standards but uh no i mean seriously i think i might actually post dead sexy stories great and i think i might have to post that one on the forum so I'll encourage listeners to go check it out. Yeah. He's one of my uh, favorite callers. Uh, it concerns urine, which is a, a stretch for us. Yeah, I know. We usually go for the brown, not the yellow. Uh, people, call the Sick and Wrong hotline, 206-666-3846. We always love to hear from you. Also, um, we received a couple emails. I'm going to get to one here because we're running out of time. Uh, this was sent in from a uh, fan over in Norway. He says, Oslo is cold as fuck these days, around minus six degrees Celsius. I guess that's around a million Fahrenheit or not. I don't know because I'm metric, except where it counts. Booyah. Uh, he says, since we last met, I've become a boring office prick like Lance, except I don't have any skills. <laughs> <laughs> if shit doesn't look up soon, I will have to solve my shit and go on a worldwide bender. When that happens, San Francisco will most certainly be a stop on my route to self-destruction. Oh, and by the way, hope you can send a shout out to my buddy Oystein on the show. He turned me on to the show way back around show number 21. If you do, he may forgive me for taking compromising photos of him when he fell asleep on my couch yesterday. Nice. His name is pronounced Oystein. The O is phonetically the same as the middle sound in Lerv. So it's Erstein. And the Y is pronounced like the first sound in you. I don't understand this Norwegian. (laughs) I mean, seriously, we're going to butcher this name. I'm going to call the guy Oyster. Hooked on phonics. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, dude, you can tell me how, I mean, this it's like an O with a slash going through it. I like the fact that the he's like, it sounds like, uh, you know, this vowel in this word, but the words are obscure that he's using to make the you know, explanation. And then he says, if you pronounce lerve with a British accent. <laughs> so, I mean, dude, it's like, this is making little to no sense. Convoluted. So I'm going to give your shout out to your boy Oyster. And uh, yeah, Oyster, I'd find out what pictures were taken of you. He says, I still love the show and wear my Sikorong tea to all formal occasions so that when people ask about it, I can make them feel stupid for not knowing what a podcast is. Uh, even though they all... <laughs> <laughs> or make yourself look stupid. Well, he goes on to say, even though they all gather around me pointing and laughing, I know they're just insecure about themselves and want more than anything to be like me. Hope you reach page one of the iTunes comedy podcast, Thomas. Thank you, Thomas. 
And uh, with listeners like you wearing our T-shirts, maybe we will someday reach page one. Yeah, who needs a publicist with shit like that going on? Exactly. Uh, people, check out the Sick and Wrong Forum. Uh, right now we have, we've ended the Photoshop D and Lance competition, and you can vote for your favorite Photoshop artist and their, their artwork, which we've, um, I've actually posted on the website. So if uh-huh. you go to the photos section on the sickandwrongpodcast.com, you can see all the contestants' work. It's uh, under the photo section, and uh, yeah, quite impressive. Fantastic. Fantastic. And uh, you can go sign up for the forum, and you can vote on a thread and decide who has won the great Sick and Wrong Photoshop competition. It's over like 1,200 members and counting on the uh, forum, and uh, lots of interesting stuff going on right now. Did you see the eight-year-old breastfeeding video? No. Dude, it was really twisted. I haven't been on the forum for like five days. Oh, I've dude, been busy. Been missing out. I know. I'll, no, I'll uh, go there and look at all the back. Posts. Yeah, Fiery Bist- Biscuits actually posted a video about an eight-year-old who still breastfeeds. Yeah. I'd and, like to uh, see a picture of Fiery Biscuits. Yeah, I bet you she saw it. The name intrigues me. Well, you're a big fan of the gingers. Yeah. So, yeah, That's maybe. why. People, go check out the Sigurong Forum linked right off our main page, SigurongPodcast.com. Also, thanks for subscribing to the show on iTunes. You're really helping us out. And thanks for all the flattering comments. Uh, we're doing quite well on iTunes. We're on, like, second page. Steadily of, of the comedy steadily audio Steadily moving podcast. to the uh, first page. If you narrow it down far enough, we're probably on the first page. You know, like comedy audio podcast by a Jew and a nerd. Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we we're like the number Francisco. one for that. <laughs> but thank you. Uh, subscribing to the show really helps us out. Also, uh, to all the people that ordered T-shirts, I sent them out yesterday. Dude, I sent like six T-shirts out yesterday. One to Moscow, yeah. one to like Sweden. Uh, a couple like uh, the one to Texas. Yeah. So uh, buy one before we run out. These are limited edition. Way cooler than the Cafe Prestes. Finally here, the sick and wrong song of the week came from Clubber. He says, hey, Dean Lance, great podcast. I've been trying to catch up. I'm at 102 right now. Clubber Lang? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> your Australian accents sound shit. You need to try a Manchester one like the band Oasis to test your skills. <laughs> you look like a retarded Laurel and Hardy in, in your pictures. Thank you. Thank you. I wonder which one's Laura and which one's Hardy. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't used the Metallica cover of So What for the end of the podcast. It's a class tune and is spot on for the end of the show. So here it is if you've not heard it. Clubber. And postscript here is wackily, get on Xbox Live. <laughs> what what is Xbox me. Live? It's like you play Xbox against uh, 12-year-olds from across the world online, and they, all, they call you faggots and, and niggers, and you, know, you chink, even though they have no idea if you're gay or, you know, or what nationality yeah, or actually, ethnicity you are. But some people like that. I don't know why. I don't. At your age, if you're playing Xbox Live with some 12-year-olds, wouldn't you be considered a sexual predator? Yeah, it's like two steps away from pederasty. Yeah, it's worse than MySpace. Yeah. It seriously is. But are you going to get one? Well, I have the Xbox. I have. I have <laughs> see, that's th- that's what pisses everybody off. Is I have an Xbox and I play it all the time, just by myself. I don't need. I don't need to interact with people. It, it's a solo Xbox. activity. It's a solo activity. Like jerking off. Much like jerking like wanking. off. Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't know, Clubber. Maybe one day you'll get your wish. But yeah, you know, I'm surprised we haven't actually used "So What" at the end of the show. Metallica is a fine Bay Area band, and it's a great song. You know and the song "So What"? I didn't know this, but I was listening to a past episode and. Uh, Maybe you never told me this, but Sleazy E said that friend of the show, Ron Quintana, who's never been on the show, but I just called yeah, him he's a friend, a friend of, the, of show, the show. He Did he invent their name? 
No, so Ron Quintana, I used to work with when I did that Rampage Radio. Right. He actually KUSF. gave them, he used to do a zine called Metallica Magazine, and they said they really liked the name, so he gave them the name. He so he did zine. come up with the name. He did. That was Amazing. his name. Yeah, yeah I guess he's wow. in the Metallica documentary. But yeah, I love Metallica, so uh, let's end the show here with uh, So What? People will be back next week with episode 161, and we will be revealing the winners of the great Sickerong Photoshop contest in show 161. So stay Woo-hoo! tuned. Back next week. Till then, take it sleazy. Have a good night. So fucking what? Well, I've been to Hastings and I've been to Brighton. I've been to Eastport too. So what? So what? Yeah!